0: Hello, and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt, and Matt, I am Matt. And I'm Matt, too. So, we are going to talk a little bit about, like, end-of-the-year stuff today, maybe what's coming up for next year. It's kind of like a winter preview. Can I be the first to say, Matt? Happy holidays.
1: Oh. And happy New Year to you. Oh.
0: That's very nice. It's gonna be
1: it's gonna be a, a banner 2019, because you know we've never done this in 2019, so it will be a banner because it's our first time doing this and that thing in 2019.
0: That's true. If you're listening to this in 2019, though, all those statements could be actually false at this point.
1: If you're listening to this in two thousand nineteen, why order. are you doing that to yeah, yourself? That's
0: a fair point. It should be twenty eighteen when you're listening to this. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna kick it off with uh, some rousing um, <laughs> Uh, positive spin about um, suicide awareness and prevention.
1: Yeah, well, well, DOE's got some proposed rules and rule changes on their site that we just thought we'd go through and talk about. And yeah, and you know, nothing kicks off the holiday spirit like suicide awareness prevention in main public schools. Um, so basically, there's not much, to, to, not much to, to do here. It's little bit of a change what they're pretty much doing is saying um the previous law said that schools are recommended to have protocols if you know in order to deal with suicide prevention and awareness Mm -hmm. well now they're saying nope, you got to have them they're um, they're now mandated in the law i think that's very fair
0: and very needed and i actually didn't know that it was just recommended and not required
1: It's one of those best, should should you do it or you will do it. And so now they're saying you will do it and schools and districts have, they have to have these protocols in place for the 2019-2020 school year. So
0: that's that's right around the corner. I think that's a good thing. That's pretty much it for that one.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's a a, a very simple proposed rule. Um, The next one that's on their list is about special education. Uh, There's quite a bit here. It's chapter 101. Chapter 101. They're uh, recommending some proposed revisions. Now, all of these proposed revisions are going to go in front of the education committee sometime in early, Mm mid-2019, right? So what this is going to do is it's going to do a few things. There's a bunch of stuff that they just kind of update the language, eliminate redundancies, but there Mm -hmm. are some changes. Like, it transfers responsibilities for state agency clients from the SAU, where the resident placement is located, to the SAU where the parents reside. So... Okay. okay. Clarifies that when um, education in unorganized territory tuitions uh, student tuitions a student with disabilities to an SAU in the absence of written authorization from the superintendent of the EUT, the receiving SAU shall have the authority to commit the resources. Okay. Provides that parents who have obtained independent evaluation should provide those assessments to the SAU at least three days in advance of the IEP meeting. So they're given advanced notice. Okay. Provides that SCUs are responsible for evaluating kindergarten-eligible children who are referred to child development services after April 1st of each year. Uh, provides that when a child has an abbreviated school day because of the child's educational needs, the IEP team must convene every 45 calendar days. Currently, it's every 20 school days. So it allows a little bit more flexibility. More a little okay. more time. Removes Asperger's syndrome from the definition of autism in order to match current definitional uh, def- medical definitions. Okay. Um, Removes a section of uh, free and appropriate public education for five-year-olds by the IEP team, which currently allows kindergarten-eligible eligible t- children with disabilities to remain responsible of CDS instead of transitioning to public kindergarten. It also changes the requirements for highly qualified teachers. That's interesting that they put the words highly qualified teachers in there.
0: Yeah, I thought that was gone away.
1: I thought that had gone away too. That's mm. interesting. Why, did it, why, why that language is there? Don't know. Interesting. Okay. Um, sorry. I digress. Those uh, highly qualified teachers to be consistent uh, with federal requirements that have reverted to IDEA retains previous definition of highly qualified. And let's list the statute. Okay. Um, addresses alternative routes, alternate routes to special ed teacher certification. Makes clear that vision surf- services and definitions provided for three to twenty year olds are the same as those provided to zero to two year olds. Clarifies and revises various aspects of due process procedures. And finally. Provides that each SAU must singly or in collaboration with other SAUs contract for the services of a certified special education administrator for a minimum of three hours per month.
0: Say that one again.
1: All right. Provides that each SAU must singly or in collaboration with other SAUs contract for the services of a certified special education administrator for a minimum of three hours per month.
0: Okay. So... I have a couple questions about some of these. Since I'll do what I can. This is going to be a speculation-driven podcast, I'm pretty sure. Prognostication. Ooh. So my question about the last one. Does that mean that some... I would assume... I would assume... This is a mistake, but I'm going to assume that that means that there were some school districts in the state, uh, most likely some of your much smaller ones that didn't have an actual special ed administrator anywhere? Just special ed teachers? Possibly. That, um, that's kind of what that sounds like, right? So you have to have somebody kind of like overseeing at least to like do paperwork and stuff. through something, about, I mean, if you think in
1: like the AOS and an AOS type structure where you yep. might have multiple school districts, mm-hmm. um, you might only have, an AOS would have one special education administrator. For everything. For, for everything. Yeah. And depending on the size of those districts, you know, if you have... One of those districts is enormous and one is minuscule well that special education administrator and the the numbers are low in that place might not get to that place very often or very long gotcha it could go months without being in that place especially if there's only one or no special education students but this is saying nope three hours minimally every
0: month that makes sense there's more so it seems like it's more just of a clarification to get around yeah, I Almost. think it's just, it's just, yeah.
1: it just seems to be making sure that, hey, if you're a special education administrator or if you have to be and you're, you're in your multiple districts, you have to make sure that you're putting in Spend time everywhere. Time. Yeah. That, okay.
0: That makes sense. That okay. makes sense to me. Uh, the beginning part of that one was about um, CDS, Child Development Services. Does this transfer some of the responsibility back to the districts? Because that's kind of or, or am I conflating two different uh, type of bills? I guess this isn't a bill. It's just a rule. Yeah,
1: they're just, they're just looking at the rules. Um, so are, you know, I'm assuming you're referring to the part where it talks about SCUs are responsible for evaluating kindergarten eligible children yeah. who are referred to CDS after April 1st. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's putting any changing in responsibility. I think, it's, I think it's just
0: changing a date. Because I know that was going around last uh, legislative session. Was trying to, uh, you know, put some of the responsibility back into right school districts to take care of kids from like 0 to 5. 0 to 5
1: and I would here's some here's comes comes come
0: some speculation for you. Nice.
1: Some I, prognostication. Some prognostication. Nice. Um the great Karnak in front of you. Um I fully anticipate that's back on the table this this coming spring. Yeah,
0: I do too. Cuz it, it it probably it just kind of went nowhere, right? Or there was way too much to get done in the time that they had? I don't know what it was. There was a lot to get done. There were a lot of little
1: layers it's a and big wrinkles. Thing, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, if, you're, if you're putting in a law like this, then you're, you you got to think that it's got to be applicable for everybody. Of course, it's a yeah. law. And so then if you're doing CDS, putting under public schools, well, then kids are responsible for being tra- for transported. That's a huge issue.
0: If nothing else. If
1: nothing else, yeah. just the transportation alone, putting three... Three or four-year-olds onto a school bus, which is what districts have to to, to do. Yeah. You know, and there are rules for those. There are restraints. There are yeah. you know, child seats and whatnot that have to be done. So, that's that in itself might stop the whole process. But little, little tiny seat seatbelts. We the we seatbelts ah, we okay. belts. Okay, good. But I don't know. Uh, that's again, that's all speculation. But I I I would okay. not be surprised if that comes back up because I know that they. Uh, some of the leadership that wants to, or has wanted to in the past, um, really consolidate a lot of the, uh, a lot
0: of the stuff that happens there, all under one umbrella. We're gonna have more prognostication about bills coming up shortly. I, th- I think so. Let's go to our next one. Where are we? We're on chapter 122, which is a grant application and award procedure for the fund for the efficient delivery of educational services. This one sounds super exciting. All about the Benjamins, man.
1: That's what it is here. No, Uh, all all, all this basically, all this one is basically doing is just updating some criteria, updating some language, and making it ideally more accurate, appropriate, or whatever the language is supposed to be for
0: laws. So here's my question for you. Okay. I didn't even know this fund existed. Really? (laughs) There's money out there for like interesting and innovative things. Although the one thing as I was looking at this one, um, there is a part that talks about how the DOE will notify schools and school districts that this fund is available for application for this grant. So maybe this exists in like in the rules, but has no money attached to it yet, which wouldn't surprise me. Don't know. Okay. I'm just going to say that was more of a clarification one than anything. I it, it, it's that sometimes these, these proposed rebel,
1: rules or revisions are just that they're just cleaning up language. A lot of the special education one was just cleaning up language. I saw one piece of language where it was taking out know, instead of sent for english learners it was taking away the eliminating native language to primary language. Okay, let's that's that's yeah. probably better. It's your first language it might not necessarily be your home language, but it might be your first language. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: yeah, a lot
1: of these rule changes there seem to be like that. They're just these little minus, minuscule things trying to... Because, quite frankly, sometimes the laws are written and they don't pay attention to other laws that might already exist. Sure. And so then there's a big, whoops, what happened here? That happened this last spring uh, with the PEPG rule of... Um, with the peer mentoring and supports. And mm-hmm. they they wanted to, to, to do something and they said, oh... Uh, want to add the mentoring piece get rid of the whole plcss mentoring piece and put that under the umbrella of well oh, uh, mm, not really sure you can we got to eliminate uh, mm, uh and so they just kind of backed off on that yeah so that happens
0: all the time. stuff happens stuff yeah. happens so laws are laws are tough so let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome for that one That was good <laughs> so let's talk about another uh, minor change in the next one uh, which is the chapter one thirty two uh, about learning results? Yeah. Uh, parameters for instructional instruction. This this uh, is a and, head scratcher and state accountability. Hey, that's new. This is a head scratcher. Sounds minor. It, state now, accountability.
1: Now I kind of talked over. Yeah. I kind of talked over what you said there about the real change is. So I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna allow you to do it again. Let's do a take two on this one. Oh, okay. And I'm not gonna talk over you. So they so that the the one downloader. That is listening to this, which is probably me. Um, yeah, probably. Um, I don't listen I actually like know it. what it might be. It might be the computer in the uh, in the school lab that I just logged onto iTunes and, and did a
0: download from there. So anyway, well, I, no, I didn't do that. Of course, I didn't do that. Not computer, at all. this one's for you. So let's talk about another minor thing. Then uh, Chapter 132 has a new title. It's called "Learning Results." Oh, parameters for Essential instruction and state accountability. Now, Matt, what did it used to be? Uh, let's see. Learning results, parameters for essential instruction. Now essential what, instruction. Parameters for essential instruction. So what are those? Uh, there are a lot of uh, parameters there.
1: For essential but, instruction? They're essential for instruction. They would be results of learning then? I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say it any better than that. Oh, but, but, so there are standards. So there are standards, right? So, there are learning standards. There yeah. are K 12 or pre K 12 learning standards. Yeah,
0: that sounds about right. So, here's the head scratcher part of it for okay, me. Okay, good. Why put the word state accountability in well, the title? On this very first page, I'm seeing in the title, and one, two, three, four other times that's uh, underlined, which I know just means new. But Underlined means the yeah, others adding it. Yeah. Well, that sounds cool, though. But why? Um all right here's a what is the point we're going to speculate here okay so I'm reading right here in one of the sentences right on the front page on the summary Uh, let's see okay the main learning results parameters for essential instruction and state accountability will inform the blueprint for item development of the large scale state assessments aligned to the federal accountability standards found in chapter 131 the federal state and local accountability standards so maybe they're just I'll be positive maybe they're I'll just aligning some of the language to regulation 131 which says accountability in it it says accountability standards in it so our standards then are not for
1: learning they're for they're aligning for... to state tests okay i'll be the positive person uh, uh, that is that basically what you just no, said i'm going to be the positive person here okay i'll be i'll be negative nellie that's fine yes that is true <laughs> see I, I see there? what you did there okay, i see what you did there and may i say well done, sir. Uh, uh, so maybe. so yeah, this is a proposed revision and I got to say if their reasoning behind doing it is to uh, to say that our our learning standards are there to be aligned and connected to our state tests and accountability measures, that's not why they're there. Why are they there? They they're there to give a um, a, a, a piece of guidance, an end point, a, 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 dare I say, target for people, for our teachers, for our learners across the state to, 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 to achieve, something to go to. And then when you get to that one, you go to the next one. You know with intention what it is that you are supposed to be learning. It's not so that, it's so that the learning is not just this random, abstract, hypothetical thing. It's a real, tangible, seeable, doable thing. And that's important for learning. It's one of the most important things if you want to really be uh, be effective is to provide a rigorous
0: learning goal or target. So I'm flying through this 225-page well, rules here. And it's all the standards. Well, I'm looking for the other stuff that's underlined here.
1: Mm-hmm. So it gets
0: to the social studies and science standards, which we talked about in a prior yeah, podcast if you haven't listened
1: that to one. that riveting podcast about these science standards and the social studies standards that are up for revision in this next legislative session, I, I um, request, nay, demand that you go back and listen to those. I'll listen to that one because um, it gives a lot of information about what
0: those standards are. Riveting. That's what it was. Riveting. I have a feeling you're being facetious. Never. So, in essence, as I just flip through that really quickly... There's nothing else changed on this 225-page document except that first two paragraphs in the title.
1: So it's all about aligning
0: our standards to a test. So that's going to lead us into our second part of this one, which yeah. we're going to try to go a little bit faster on this one. So We can try. I'll I mean, probably drag us down. <laughs> the answer is we can <laughs> try, yes. <laughs> Don't know if it's going to happen. Wasn't but... that a Peter Pan song? We can try, we can
1: try, we can try. No. I'm taking from your silence that you're either pondering it or you just have no idea where to go with, we'll that, both at with that amazing reference poll that I just did. I was, that was, all this I was, out anyway.
0: So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if they are just changing the name of the rule. Right. Which is really all that is because social social studies and science stuff is being taken care of through this yes but adding and adding the to the title accountability standards and in some of the summary might be a prelude to something that might be introduced as a bill this upcoming session Should be so i don't know what that is yet and the, the department can't introduce bills themselves Right, and the only way that they can kind of get around that is have governor's bills, but we have a brand new governor. Right, so uh, Governor Mills, I have no idea if this is something that they would do right off the bat. No, we, we we didn't or, even know who the commissioner
1: is going to be. Right, right. so
0: we 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 don't want to really speculate on any, uh, you know, the commissioner of education or, no. what, or what Governor Mills is elect is going to governor elect Mills. I guess is what it is. Right at this point. So I don't know what what she is going to do or what she is thinking yet because we just don't have any information. The Education Committee itself has at least five new members, if not more, coming up. Uh, We will do a pod as soon as that is announced to give you some more information on on who they are. But right now, speculating, there's got to be something behind putting that title in. But I don't know what it is. I don't know either. I don't even know what to think about it other than what you said about aligning to a test.
1: So what, what, it, what it started to make me think is that went, we know we already do t- state testing on ELA, math, and science yep. to a lesser degree. Yeah. Well, if all the standards then are have the words state accountability on there, are we going to start testing them, our students, on things like health, PE, uh, world, language. world languages, career education development?
0: Social studies.
1: Social studies. Right. Visual performing arts. What, so so I, I just don't understand why that, that language is there. So and I, and I get that there might be something coming, but but sometimes I, I, I worry about what's coming down the road there because are we really talking about possibly testing our kids more on these other things? Which, you know what, if, if, if you want to measure our kids, our, our learners, on the different content areas, great, grand, and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have us do and, and have our students sit for more standardized testing... I got I got I got issues with that.
0: Yeah, if if anything there would have to be some type of adjustment for length, right? Cuz we already have 7 sessions for ELA mm-hmm. and math and another one for science for some kids. Right. So, another 2 for science, right? It's it's a 2 session yeah, uh, however many sessions did I for it's, ever usually day, it's usually all in one day. It's usually all in one day. This takes a couple of weeks to finish. It might only be
1: three grade levels, yet for those three grade levels, that's an additional area of testing. And then you and exactly. you pour on top of that any kind of uh, district wide screeners or progress monitoring assessments like an Ames Web or an
0: NWEA or a STAR, whatever you're using. That's a lot of standardized assessment happening. Well, i keep going to some of the ones that are randomly assigned uh, like NAPE tests, the uh, national tests. The national or, or report or the, card. The, the Tim's reports, which is a, a, a math, a, like a worldwide math test yep. that you get randomly assigned to. We get schools in my district randomly assigned to those every single year. Yeah, one of uh, mine got, uh, got tagged for the NAEP. Yeah, year. exactly. Us too. So that's just another testing session for these kids. So I get it when people push back that they're being, kids are being tested way too much, Uh I think what they have right now is what they've pretty much always done in the past, and I'd like to see it shorter, but I don't think it needs to be over this long of a time sure. to get valid data. But if you're talking about maybe maybe they're thinking just a social studies test.
1: Let me posit this to you that I just had this. Ooh, this, Another Another thought of a, of a possible might be. Um, as we know, the diploma law has changed. Yes. It changed back last spring, et cetera. We know this. We talked about it extensively. Well, part of that rule is, has to do with transcripts and certification. Mm-hmm. So I know it talks a lot about the test in that language for state accountability purposes in the, and for the revision of the law, but do you think it might have something to do with saying that these are not just the standards, but the accountability that's going to have to be made at the transcript level and at the diploma level for meeting these expectations and standards, and that it might not be an actual test, but it might be a transcript review, so something like that. But that might, that might be one of the reasons why it's twisting that way.
0: Perhaps. What about, are you thinking more of like a high school exit something? Or, I, could, I don't or know. could it be maybe, I don't know if you could do this at, at lower levels, because I, I don't know what... The, if you're talking about transcript stuff, you got to be talking about high school.
1: Well, yeah, we're talking about high school. Well, well, the diploma law is all about the high school, as you know. And so what I was thinking is there's going to be an area, part of the law, that requires a submission of a transcript and you have to certify that your transcript is this and the DOE is going to look at it for, or, or someone in Augusta is going to look at it and make sure that all the T's mm-hmm. are dotted and the I's are crossed. Exactly. Reverse those. Um, My eyes are crossed right now, so... And, and, because that's what this topic does to you. Um... But what, I, what I'm wondering is maybe this is a way of saying that our standards are being are more than just learning but they are for measures of accountability not just by test but also at the diploma level because the, the credit-based diploma doesn't have that language in there but the transcript certification
0: true the just proficiency about
1: study right it talks about you don't know, years yeah the proficiency based diploma language does have that
0: certification of the transcript in there which we actually if you're doing proficiency-based diplomas right now we've had to do that we've had mm-hmm. to check basically check those boxes that yes we've certified that they are proficient in those things and that's it yeah and i think that the grades think would there's grades going to count as that as that level of proficiency i would, would assume you would think so i you would think hope. for whatever way you're grading i would yeah. assume that you're not checking the box if they're not there
1: yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would hope that you know there, that, the, that the DOE, the whoever would review these things would review it just like a university would, would see what do you have, what do what do the transcripts say, what is your school profile, how do you, how do you define mm-hmm. proficiency, and if you define proficiency as a B, well there you go, the kid's got Bs or the kid's got a three or the there kid's go. got a tomato, it doesn't matter what the, the number or symbol is, but I think they're gonna, I, I assume again prognostication that they would mm-hmm. do that, so I'm so I'm sitting here wondering if the school accountability is going to have to do with that as well, although they're not writing that into the revision yet, yet because further prognostication from, from Matt here, uh, that I think there's going to be another push to get rid of the proficiency based
0: diploma entirely. Entirely. I would agree. I Um, think that's, I think that's the most obvious one that is coming down the pike at this point. Yeah. Um, right now, as as you well know from listening to all of our previous podcasts, uh, that's a parallel law right now. You can yeah. basically parallel tracks. You can choose one or the other. Uh, apparently, I was hearing the other day, there's really no in between. You can't make your own column like a mix of proficiency and credit. You have to pick one or the other. You got to pick
1: one or the other, you know, <laughs> and, and,
0: and you know, that's yeah. not quite it, but uh, yeah. but that's yeah. what, anyway, that's where they are right now. So
1: I, I think it's going to happen there. A lot of districts are going to pick the easiest end goal, but then sure. still do
0: what's best for kids in the end and, and, you know, which means I think to your point that something's going to be in there trying to fill that void, right? I think there's, maybe. there's going to be some pieces in there that talk about proficiency diplomas in particular, they try to get rid of it. Immediately, yeah. even though there's all kinds of research behind this one. Yeah, uh, about proficiency based learning. But the diplomas part is where people get hung up on because then you talk about the things we've talked about before, right? right. It's about grading. It's all about grading and reporting. Yeah, it's not about grading, it's about how you learn.
1: It's even more than grading and reporting. I think it's even more narrow than that. It's grading and reporting for those kids going to college.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that one too. Because, because then it
1: all comes down to scholarship. Yep. Money and and ability to get those Reduced college debt. Yep, I think that's really where a lot of the concern. When you narrow it all down, it all comes down to money. Yeah, for for those kids, but that's all that's all conjecture.
0: It's all all conjecture. It's all a myth, anyway, right? It's all everything. Everything's a myth. All words are made up. Because those kids that need scholarship money get scholarship money. There's there's a lot of money out there in proficiency based systems with proficiency based diplomas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those kids go to school. Those kids get scholarships those kids get full scholarships. Oh yeah. People that think the opposite are flat wrong. They're
1: they're they yeah, they are. There's 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 no evidence supporting the the, the fact that well if None. you're in a proficiency based diploma, you can't get a scholarship. There's no evidence supporting that whatsoever. It's all anecdote, thought, belief,
0: misinformation. That's all that it is. Fortunately, that's not what this podcast is. No, we are 100% fact all the time. All, even though we don't know what we're talking about, it's all true. Yep, to us. <laughs> With that, we're going to say wrap it up for the year here. I think so, yeah. I think we'll have uh... unless Nope, we are going to have one more. I just said this before, like five minutes ago. See? just I don't remember anything. We're going to have a pod that talks about uh, the new education committee and the commissioner, if they are announced before the new year. right. Uh, I am assuming we're going to hear uh, the education committee members within the next couple of weeks uh, uh, as I think it was today they all the members were sworn in. so they are officially part of the legislature, which means I think the committees are getting together probably over the next couple of weeks before the Christmas break and those should be announced. So I think we kind of need to take a pause for a second and peel back the curtain because this is not going to be put out when we take like today says you. Actually, if you're listening to this, it was put out today.
1: <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah, again, with, with the numbers We're 100% the abstract, true in this. It's, it's, it's 100% accurate. It was put out today, yes. But, uh, and if you're just finding out now, today, that the people were sworn in, well, they were sworn in today. Yeah, they, they were. It is factually they were sworn in today. Whether you're listening to that on that, on this, on that day when they were sworn in is irrelevant. Because when we're talking here, it was done today. If you are listening to this nonsense 28
0: minutes in, God help you. And, and, and thank you. And thank you very much. Yes, these will be much more relevant, I think, when stuff's actually happening, rather than we just ramble about stuff that, <laughs> that we think might be happening. Speculation and prognostication. Hey, you know, hey,
1: I remember when I was teaching at Bonnie Eagle High School that we did a Madden tournament yeah. to raise some funds or something, and we made more money for people watching the video games
0: being played than actually playing. See that's funny because now that's an actual thing. It is. You can make all kinds of money by putting yourself on YouTube, playing games while people watch you play games, and they pay you for it.
1: Yeah. So what I'm, what I think we're both saying here is some awesome. Right. I think what we're both saying here is that someone needs to pay us for doing our prognostication for not actually doing anything or saying anything with actual any effect. And you could tweet that at us
0: at Maine Ed Matters or on Facebook at Maine Education Matters. And we will see you today tomorrow when you listen to our next one or today see you t- if you want another podcast next yes if you are
1: binge listening to this thank you i'm sorry and you're welcome <laughs> see you soon bye, bye.